0: Hi, you're listening to the podcast of Victory Santa Rosa. We pray that this message encourages you on your journey of faith in Jesus. We're on our third week of our series, uh, Beyond Kings and Kingdoms. Daniel chapter 3, verse 8. It says, Therefore, at the time certain Chaldeans came forward, and maliciously accused the Jews. They declared to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made the decree that every man hears the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into a burning, fiery furnace." There are certain Jews whom you have appointed over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. This man, O king, pay no attention to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar in the furious rage commanded Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought. So they brought this man before the king. Nebuchadnezzar, answered and said to them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image that I have set up? Now, if you are ready, when you hear the sound of the horn, the pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music, to fall down and worship the image that I have made. Well and good, but if you do not worship, you shall immediately be cast into burning, fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If this be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king." But if not, be it known to you, O King, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Lord, we pray today, Lord God, that you would open our hearts, open the eyes of our heart, that we might continue to see you, Lord God, in the midst of our world, Lord, in the midst of our lives, in the midst of our nation. Lord, that even as we go through this very important season for our nation, Lord, we pray that you would lead us, that you would guide us. We pray, Lord God, that you would allow us, Lord, to see your purpose getting more and more established, even in our nation. In Jesus' name, amen. Take your seat. My wife and I, and I had a very dear friend many, many years ago. We were still in Iloilo. And uh, this dear friend of ours had a cleft lip. Alam niyo ba yung cleft lip yung may ano dito. it was repaired. She went through surgery but apparently when she got into uh, when when they did the surgery by the time they did the surgery she was a bit of age already. So medyo may my edad na siya nung ginawa yung surgery. So what happened was because medyo older na siya yung voice niya at yung manner of speech niya Hindi totally nagbago, so when you talk to her, she's still very nasal. Even though na na and it looked, uh, it was uh, it was done very well. So anyway, she was really a blessing to the church. She had so much passion for God. She she had a passion to serve. She was always uh, preaching the gospel. She would go ext- uh, to extensive lengths <coughs> just to minister. By the time she graduated, after a few jobs, changing jobs, jumping from one, another, uh, one job to the other, I think after a while, uh, one time she was hired by a university. So she worked for a university, but she was assigned to a certain boss. And she was telling us that her boss was very mean. Uh, so much so that the boss actually told her, uh, didn't like her. The boss told her, I don't like you. And the boss told her, the reason you were hired is because you are a person with disability. So she really had a hard time uh, with this. And uh, the boss was made, uh, made work very difficult for her. She would go home and she would really weep before God. And ask God, Lord, what do I do? And, uh, and, 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 but she was determined. She knew she, she had a feeling that God had a purpose for everything. And she, in a sense, felt that the, bo- the reason for the boss, uh, the reason that the boss was like that, because probably of, his, uh, of the boss's own pain in life. So she kept praying. She would work uh, and she, would kept, uh, she kept praying. She kept asking God for a time when she could finally minister the gospel to her boss. She also prayed that God would create a breakthrough that would change uh, the boss's life. She prayed for many things. She, she, she prayed that the purpose of God would be established in her boss's life and even in her life. Uh, really amazed with, with this woman of God. Uh, I don't know what I would have done if that I was in her shoes. I, 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 I would have probably gotten into trouble. Or, uh Sabi nila na, sigurado ako mahuhulog uh, yung mga prutas. Sabuay ko placed in that situation, but she was an amazing woman and she prayed and she prayed. And then the amazing thing is this she did see the time when she was able to share the gospel to her boss. Now, how I wish I could tell you that her boss gave her life to the Lord, I don't know, but she also saw the time when the boss apologized to her for all that the boss has done. And she saw the time when the boss actually thanked her for the service that she gave and appreciated everything that she has done. Amazing when you come to think about it. I'm sure we may have a similar experience. As much as we'd like things to be nice, it doesn't happen all the time. And, as, and, and even in our own experience, before we met Christ, and, and when we met Christ, sometimes we think things will get better simply because we met Christ. We expect things to be better because now we're serving God. But friends, how many of you know that sometimes or many times life is not like that? That there are challenges, there are painful situations in life. The question is many times, that we end up in when we end up in a situation like that, the question we ask is why. Yesterday I was just with a friend going through a difficult time, and he kept looking at me and said, Why? Back Ganito. And I have news for you. I don't know if this is good news or bad news. And the answer is, I don't know why. You might ask again why. My answer is still the same. I don't know why. There are things in life that only God has the answers. And my encouragement to all of us was to go back to God and seek God about it. But I also realized that many times the most important question for us is because many times we will never understand everything because we cannot see the beginning from the end. Only God can see the beginning all the way to the end. Only God knows what He's doing completely and we can only see snippets of it in our life and we try with our own wisdom, try to understand, but we, I hope we realize that we're limited and only God is unlimited. But in the midst of all these questions, the most important question, I think, that we need to settle in our hearts is this question. How do we respond when things don't work out the way we want? How do we respond in difficult situations like this? And the scripture we just read shows us how to do it or how we should respond. So we'll go back to the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They've been in exile for many years, decades actually. Remember last week's message when, when, when Nebuchadnezzar had a dream? And to this point now where this Nebuchadnezzar builds this, this statue is about, they say, about 20 years. So they've been in exile for quite a while now. So they've been away from their nation. So they've been serving this wicked, unreason- unreasonable, and unjust king. This is the king that destroyed their nation and their people. This is the king that does not, or did not respect their people. This is the king who, who took away everything their family has worked hard for. This is the king who took away their life and left them with nothing but a life of slavery. And you, you think about that. So they've been serving this, this unreasonable king. And if you read Daniel, you'll find out how unreasonable this king is. And the wickedness and the injustice. But think about this as well. While they're serving this unreasonable king, demanding excellence from them is the is the truth that the more excellent they are in their service, the more difficult it is for their nation. In fact, the better they work for the king, baka ang tingin mga kababayan nila sa kanila, traidor. The better they work for the king, the more difficult it is for their nation and for their people. You work well, you're seen as a traitor. You don't work well, your life is in danger. You become useless to the king. How would you live in a situation like that? How would you respond? How did they respond? How? Hebrews chapter 11 shows us how. Hebrews 11 verse 32. And what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel, the prophets who through faith Conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions. This is Daniel. Quench the power of the fire. Ito yun, tatlo. Escaped the edge of the sword, were made strong out of weakness, became mighty in war, but foreign army uh, put foreign armies to flight. So how did they face the situation? They faced the situation in faith. And that's my encouragement to all of us, especially as we face tomorrow. Whatever the results may be, my encouragement to to all of us is face the situation in faith. God is in charge. God is doing something. Nothing in this world can stop the purpose of God. And that's something we can trust on. Men and women, no matter how gifted and no matter how right they may be or wrong they may be, are only instruments in the game of life. The author and the designer is God Himself. And that we can trust anytime, anywhere, all the time. There's a lot of prayer being asked for in this last few months. There's a lot of expression of faith on what will happen as the results. But my encouragement to us, no matter what the results may be, if they may be favorable to you or not, favorable to the nation as you think or not, that we remain in faith, that we walk in faith, that we face whatever situation just like these three men in an unreasonable, impossible situation. So how does faith face situations like this? The first I'd like to, add, uh, to show you is this. Faith in God will always face great risks. Faith in God will always face gr- uh, great risks. Verse 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this manner, in this matter. What a risk. They're already at risk because they were called. The king is angry. And yet they tell the king, Lord, uh, king, we don't have to answer you. You know who we are. You know us. You know our decision.'" malala lang yung sitwasyon nila, nilagay pa nila yung sitwasyon nila sa mas malalapang sitwasyon. Sometimes I think about this, what would, ano kaya kung ito nangyari sa kanila in today's world? Ano kaya yung conversation? Siguro, sasabihin ng mga kaibigan, wag namang, wag, wag namang ganyan ka-intense, relax lang. Anong problema? Mag, mag-worship ka lang, tapos mag-repent ka lang. Nagpo-forgive naman si Lord eh, ba? Or, wala namang masasaktan ni, eh, Ikaw lang naman yan eh. Tuloy lang ang buhay. Masaya, di ba? Or, yung iba na really concerned, Brad, mas importante na buhay ka. Kailangan ka ng pamilya mo. But faith, or a life of faith, always face risks. My favorite preacher, Said this. This is how it defines faith. Faith is a record of great risks taken. If there is no risk, there's no need for faith. How many of you need a miracle? How many of you want a miracle? How many of you want to see a miracle? Alam nyo yung number one requir- requirement for a miracle? Pag wala to, walang miracle. Alam nyo? Hindi. Crisis. Hello? Kung walang crisis, hindi kailangan ng faith. Hindi kailangan ng miracle. Hello? So, next question. How many of you still want a miracle? Pero nyo, if you have a crisis today, guess what? Hindi katapusan yan. Ang kailangan lang miracle. What we need is faith. Faith never guarantees a smooth life or smooth sailing, but faith guarantees a storm-proof. Life faith is a choice we need to make way before we're challenged. Faith is a choice we need to make today, tomorrow, and forever. It's amazing that the three guys tell the king, King, we don't need to answer, give you an answer for this. Why? Because they made the decision. Long ago, when before they were in exile, that they were going to serve God no matter what. When they got into exile, guess what? They just lived out the faith that they made a decision many, many years ago. But I also want to encourage you with this. Many of you have already made that decision of faith. The only way we can have a journey with God Is when we take a step of faith. So, my encouragement to you is you're not looking for something that's not there. In other words, you just simply have to walk out what you already started with God. Because God is with you and God will lead you. Faith trusts even when the facts are not complete. Because our God is more than enough. Faith, trust, even when danger is the reality that we need to face because our God is able. Today, let us choose faith that God is in charge, that God is working out His purpose in our nation and in our lives. So as we, take, as we take steps of faith, as we reach out to God in faith, believing God that what will happen tomorrow will be for the future of our nation, for the good of our nation, whatever the results may be, let me encourage you to still live by faith and follow God in faith because God is still working out His purpose in our lives. Secondly, faith in God will not compromise with sin. If this be so, our God, verse 17, we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us out of your hand, O King. Faith does not compromise with sin. Please, I'm not saying don't compromise. There are times in life where we need to compromise so that we can get something better than what we have today. As long as it is not sin. We obey, we submit the authority until it gets to a point when it's a question of sin or not. Third, last one. Faith in God will stand with God to the end. Faith in God will stand with God to the end. Verse 18, But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. They took a step of faith. They confronted the king. They told the king, we're not going we're gonna, we're to serve you. And if you read the story, They're actually picked up and thrown into the fire. Yet, faith always stays with God. Trust God to the end. No matter what. Again, the encouragement is, let's keep serving God. Let's keep trusting God no matter what. Faith, whether God answers the way we trust or even if he does not faith in god in the good and even in the bad faith in god today tomorrow and forever hebrews 11 talks about this as well how many of you have re- read hebrews 11 i like hebrews i like reading hebrews 11 up to a certain point pagkatapos niyan ayoko na yung sa baba lilipat na ako sa hebrews 12 I like reading. He conquered by, by, by faith. Moses did this. He parted the Red Sea by faith. Abraham, a uh, uh, hundred years old, still became, uh, 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 still became a father, and all of these things by faith. Enoch by faith. Tapos, pagkatapos niyo sa dulo ayoko na. But this is faith. This is a life of faith. This is part of walking with God in faith. What does it say? Hebrews 11, verse 35. Some were tortured. Wow. Refusing to accept release so that they might rise again to a better life. Others suffered mocking and flogging, even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn in two. They were killed with the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats. Destitute, afflicted, mistreated, of whom the world was not worthy, wandering about in the deserts and the mountains in the dens and the caves of the earth. And all this, though commended through their faith, did not receive what was promised. But Look at this. Since God had provided something better for us, that apart from us, they should not be made perfect. Every time I get a chance to read this, I get a chance as well to stop and to pray and thank God for the people that have given their lives to God and His kingdom no matter the cost so that we today can enjoy the blessings of God that they never did. I thank God for men who offer their lives for the Word of God. That today we can just go to a bookstore. We can just download freely the Word of God and read it as long as we want. How many times as we want. How many different translations as we want. Because of people who offer their lives to the death. By translating it and hiding it and writing it so that we can enjoy the scripture today. Sometimes we think that the cost of the Bible is simply the price we pay to get one. Forgetting that that the cost of that Bible that you can enjoy reading today costs hundreds, even thousands of tortured lives. But they stood with God to the end. I'm not asking any one of us here to be a martyr. I don't think all of us here, or I hope none of us will be a martyr. As they say, martyrdom is the only gift you get to use once. But I do hope, I do hope, that we get to live a life that will make a difference not just in our lifetime but even for the generations to come because we decided to live by faith for God and for others as well. God sees and knows many things we do not but His purpose will be established. So a question for us is this, as we go about our playing our part tomorrow and what the results may be, the question I want to ask us to think about and pray about is, what if your prayer is not answered the way you think it should be? What if what happens tomorrow is the exact opposite of what you think God should do? Question is, will we still walk in faith? Will we still trust God? Will we still put our faith in God? As we close, I want to close with these two scriptures. First John chapter 5, verse 4. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And look at this, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Friends, the church that puts their faith in God is more powerful, more significant, and a more important change agent than any super politician. Let me say that again. The church that puts their faith in God is more powerful, more significant, a more important agent of change than any superhuman leader. Together, as the people of God, we can still see the purpose of God established in our lives and in our nation as we continue to trust God. So again, the encouragement is tomorrow exercise your right, exercise your responsibility. Do it wisely. Please choose wisely. But then as you walk out of that booth, no matter what happens, choose to live by faith all over again. Last scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 5, says that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So much human wisdom that's all around us today, and I'm not against it. I appreciate it. All the wisdom you can get. But let me just tell you this. Human wisdom, no matter how amazing, is always limited. But the power of God can always take the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. Again, let us walk on in faith and trust God as we close Faith in God is the only way to live life, the only way to face the impossibilities, and the only way forward to the future. This has been the Victory Santa Rosa podcast. To see more church updates, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Victory Santa Rosa.